You're listening to episode 14 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about the five common stresses that every entrepreneur deals with. So if you're feeling like you're alone in something that's going on with your business, I promise you that is not the case. So listen in to this week's episode. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you have joined to listen to this episode. And if you don't want to miss an episode, definitely hop on over to the podcast app and subscribe to Brave and Boss the Podcast. Today's episode is all about commonality. So I'm going to be talking about five things that every entrepreneur stresses about. And actually, to be honest, there's way more than five, I think, but I just wanted to narrow it down to what I think are some common ones that you run across in product-based businesses. Because If you're running a business solo, if you're a solo founder, I'm a solo founder, it can be very isolating at times if you don't have a very senior team who you can talk to about certain things. And it can sometimes feel like you're in this alone and that you're the only one having this experience in your business. So I'm here today to share with you that you are in fact not alone. There are many people going through very similar things. And sometimes just knowing that you're not alone in that makes you feel just that much better. I was inspired to do this episode based on a conversation I had with a mentor advisor somewhat recently where he basically talked to me about kind of some of the challenges of manufacturing clothing in Canada. As you may know, my fashion brand Encircle makes all of our clothing locally in Toronto, Canada. And just hearing somebody talk about those challenges, even though not necessarily providing solutions to those challenges, just made me feel so much better because I felt like, okay, he really understands me. B, there's nothing that I'm really like missing here. Cause I think sometimes when there's something challenging in your business or something stressful, you always feel like you're missing something, but you know what? You're not, you're doing the best that you can. So having somebody who can kind of share what you're going through with them, I think is really important to growth of your business and managing your stress levels, which at times we all know as entrepreneurs can be off the charts. So let's dig into what the five common entrepreneur stresses are, and we'll talk a little bit about some things that I think you can do to alleviate some of those. So I'm going to come out of the gate really hard with number one, cash flow. If you're not familiar with that term, do not have a panic attack right now. I recommend the best place to start and the best explanation I've actually seen of cash flow is on Shopify's blog. So if you search cash flow and Shopify and Google, you'll get a couple of their blog posts and they walk you through step by step as to what cash flow is, why it matters, and they even give you a template, which I think I've even talked about in previous episodes because I use a modified version of that template actually in my own business. But essentially cash flow is a little bit different from sales because it reconciles when you get paid and when you have to pay bills with um, like sales revenue and expenses. So for example, if I run a big sale this week on my website and we do $50,000 in sales, for example, I'm not going to get that $50,000 today, especially if people paid with credit cards. Shopify has a holdover period. It takes, you know, three to five business days, sometimes longer to process those transactions. 
So I may get paid next week. So if I'm planning to spend $50,000 this week, I'm not going to have that until next week. Um, but for example, let's say I have a supplier who wants $10,000 paid to them for fabric. Now, maybe they want it this week. Maybe what you do is you ask them for some terms so you can pay them next week when you have that $50,000 in cash coming into your business. So cash flow is incredibly important because it is the balancing of your bank accounts. And if you're not funded by extensive venture capital, or if you don't have a big, huge, massive excess amount of cash in your business, which is very common, by the way, for startups, you need to be paying attention to this. And this is not one of those things where you can stick your head in the sand and I'll tell you exactly why, because I've done that before. When I felt like it was a couple of years ago in, in circles, you know, we were growing really quickly and I thought, wow, we're making so much money at the top line. This is great. But I wasn't really looking at the bottom line of the business and I definitely was not watching my cash flow. And what started to happen was I was making a lot of money at the top of the business. Our revenue was great. It was growing triple digits, but our expenses were also very high and we were having trouble meeting our obligations financially because we didn't have the money in the bank. So that becomes a problem. It can kind of layer and it kind of creeps in slowly sometimes depending on your business model. If you're doing direct to consumer, it can be a slow situation. If you're doing wholesale sales, it definitely can be more impactful because you see larger orders and larger purchases and stuff like that. But it became something that I wasn't watching. And part of why I wasn't watching it isn't because I didn't know any better because I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this. I have an economics degree and an MBA. It's because I was scared. I was scared to look at it because I knew it wasn't good in the back of my mind. And so I just didn't look at it. So that's kind of that head in the sand approach. And definitely do not do as I did then because it does not help your business. And as soon as I started paying attention to that and there on forward, our business started to move into profitability because I started to understand what those key levers were as well as I started planning my cash flow. So if I have payroll coming up next week, for example, I'm going to try and make sure that I'm not going to have to pay suppliers $20,000 next week. I'm going to try and pay them the week after, or I might even pay them early. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into cash flow, and it is a stress point. So cash flow, unless you're running a very, very high margin, high growth business, it's always going to be a stressor. And so you are not alone in that. But you will be alone if you don't watch your cash flow because I, I don't know what the percentage of people who are watching their cash flow is, but I surmise that a lot of startups, especially creatives coming out of the maker space, don't watch it because it's just not in your necessarily your natural wheelhouse to do that. So get on that Shopify blog. I will link to it in the resources below. Grab the template and start watching, watching your cash flow. The second most common entrepreneur stress that we all deal with is where are all of my sales? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So sales are a big stress, whether you're selling wholesale, direct to consumer, whether you're doing retail or markets, you know, waiting for that next sale or wondering where they're going to come from. That up and downness of the business is something that we all deal with. Even if you're dealing with wholesale, you know, and you're getting these very, very large orders, there's going to be periods of time where you don't have any orders and that's going to feel really uncomfortable. Same with like e-commerce for e-commerce. Every day is different. We can have days in our business where we're doing, you know, 10, $20,000 a day. And we can have a day where we do like a couple grand and that's a big swing. So you kind of have to get used to 
that up and down, that ebb and flow of sales in order to manage your own personal stress levels. And I don't even know exactly the best way to do this, but I'll tell you what works for me. And maybe that will give you some inspiration. One of the things that has worked for me the most is to work on my own personal mindset around abundance and to start listening to podcasts and start reading books where they focus on a positive money mindset. That has been really, really critical as well as dealing with your own personal stress. So walking the dog is really therapeutic for me. Um, working out, doing yoga, meditating, those kind of things will calm your mind, whether things are good or things are bad. Cause you don't want to let yourself go on too much of a high when your sales are really good or too much of a low when sales are really bad. Otherwise you're going to be yo-yoing all over the place. And this is a common entrepreneur problem. I used to get so excited when we get these like major, major sales days. And I'd be like, yes, I'd be like crying. I'd be like emotional. It was really meaningful. But then the next day, you know, sales would go down and I'd be like devastated. So you have to learn how to kind of surf those waves of sales because sales, unless you're in a business that has a really predictable revenue stream, they're going to be up and down. So that's a stress that you're going to deal with. And it's something that we all deal with in this space. So you're definitely not alone on that. The third thing I want to talk about that is a common entrepreneur stress is manufacturing, supply chain, inventory. I'm going to lump them all together for this one, but that is a art and a science. And what I mean by that is that there is no perfect science behind forecasting inventory and dealing with manufacturing. When you're making a product, whether you are making it, whether somebody else is making it for you, it is unpredictable. Anything can happen and that trickles down. So you can make a product, you can have a failure at so many levels. And I'll give you a couple examples. So we've had products where, you know, the fabric has been rolled out on the table for manufacturing, cut, and then they realize that there's a real big issue with the fabric that it's you know, striated or striped or something like that. And not in like a good way in like a damaged way. Um, and it can't be made into a garment and we've pre-sold these garments. So that's a manufacturing fail on some levels, or we've had damages come out from manufacturing. So maybe something was made at a manufacturer, everything's going really well. And then at some stage, you know, oil from a machine gets on it or something like that. And we can't get it off. And then we have to sample sale all these items. There's all kinds of things that can happen at this stage. So just know that that's just part of the manufacturing business and you should be budgeting in a certain percentage of, um, you know, write-offs for all your manufacturing. You can't assume that it's going to be perfect and hundred percent retail sellable. That's not realistic. So you should be budgeting in those defects and obviously you want to minimize them, but they're going to happen and you should always be diligently working on your plan B. And what I mean for that from a manufacturing standpoint is what are you going to do? Like your production manager, or maybe it's you managing production comes to you and says, X, Y, Z happened. And here's the situation. You can't just like roll back to your desk and be like, okay, not going to deal with this. You need to deal with that. So this is a common stress and you have to be agile on your feet and start thinking about what you can do and what you can do as a contingency plan around things. And same comes with like inventory. If you are inventory is a common stress for product-based entrepreneurs, because again, we don't want to carry too much inventory, but we don't want to have too little. So it's finding that fine balance. And as I mentioned, it's not, nobody is hundred percent perfect at forecasting 
inventory. And if they are, please send me your resume because I will hire you 100%. Um, but I've never met anybody, even the big, big, big retailers with lots of history struggle with this. And same thing with inventory. You always have to have a plan B. So let's say, for example, you overproduce inventory for holiday and your holiday sales aren't as good. You need to come up with a plan in January to deal with that. You can't just pretend it's not happening. So part of the stress I think comes from with entrepreneurs is that um, not only do we sometimes think we're alone in these challenges, but we sometimes don't deal with those challenges when they do come up. So figuring out... Um, your supply chain is going to be an ongoing opportunity and challenge. And you are going to find that it's a challenge in any business, whether you're manufacturing food or beauty. I mean, all these things, they're very hand touch industries. They're very handmade products still, and you're going to run into these things. So it's good to know that you're not alone, but it's also good to flag it that it is a key kind of stress point in your business. Okay. Another common entrepreneur stress I'm going to call is failing. A lot of us are afraid of failing for sure. And that is a human attribute. We want to be really great and we don't want to have people to see us fail. We don't want to have the embarrassment or the perceived shame of failing. And personally, I think this one is a really tough one. There's some stuff you're going to have to do in your business and there's some decisions that are going to be risky and you kind of have to take them. And sometimes you're going to guess wrong and it's shocking how many people guess wrong on decisions and then never talk about it. So you'll see stuff in the news. You'll see stuff. I've seen like stuff in PR for other brands and I know with 100% certainty, it didn't work out. It didn't do very well. But then you see them in the press talking about XYZ campaign that did so well. And they're doing that to protect their brand and save face. But just know that everybody has failure. I mean, Richard Branson to, you know, all the sharks on Shark Tank, they've all failed a gazillion times. So what matters the most here, and it's so cliche, but it is also very true, is that getting back up again and trying and learning from your failure is so, so critical. So next time you feel like you failed at something and you're the only one who's ever done that, you are not. I promise you, I have made so many mistakes in my business. I stopped counting. It's not even worth it anymore. And I still make guesses and do things and take risks. And sometimes they pay off really, really well. And sometimes they don't. But what am I going to do? Sit around and count all my failures? I obviously can't. So that's great. But you don't want to do that either. It's not worth your time. Just take what you can from it, learn something and move on. And the last common entrepreneur stress I want to talk about is actually going to probably make you think a little bit harder here is succeeding. A lot of us have a fear of succeeding and what I mean by succeeding is things are going too good. So I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but maybe this is something triggered by anxiety in general. But when things are going really well in your business, like your manufacturing is flowing, you're, you know, you're getting lots of sales, you know, you're in the news and it's all great. In the deep, dark back of my head, I always think, oh my God, what's going to happen next? This is going too well. You know, and that little like devil on your shoulder comes up and says like, you don't deserve this. This is not for you or something bad is going to happen. And I think that's just natural. Again, it's like human nature, that fight or flight kind of like mechanism in our brain wakes up and says like, okay, things are going good. Now we're looking for like the hunter who's trying to like take us out. 
but like realistically things could just be going really really well and you don't have to be afraid of succeeding because you deserve that you work so hard and you put so much passion and energy and purpose into what you do and you deserve to be successful and feel rewarded for that. So don't become a self-saboteur. It was the worst place to be. I've done it myself many times in my life, not just in my business, but in my other career where I've sabotaged my own success and looked for problems sometimes when they weren't even there. And this is a common thing that entrepreneurs do. We are used to that bumpy road. And sometimes when it goes really well, we think there's something actually wrong. And you know what? Just enjoy it. Enjoy it while it's going really well. I mean, one of the things I was often told when I was a consultant, um, when you work in management consulting, you want to be utilized. So you want to be billing to a client. And sometimes you're not billing to a client, but you'll still get paid because you're salaried, but it obviously doesn't help your career development necessarily. And one of the things I was told was like, enjoy it, enjoy being on what they would call on the bench or on the beach. Cause it's not always like this. And every time I was on the beach, I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. I feel so stressed out. You know, I'm not, you know, things are like really slow, but like enjoy those slow times in your business, enjoy them and embrace them and use them wisely and strategically. But don't be afraid of succeeding because you deserve it. And that is all I want to say today. This was a really short one covering off the five common entrepreneur stresses. I hope it resonated with you. And if you want to give me a follow over on Instagram at Brave and Boss, I'd love to hear what is the number one thing that you stress most about in your business. And let me know if I hit on any of those in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.